Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us this week. And uh, I just want to first throw out a, a shout out to our friend Darren, who can't be with us this week, and thank him for giving us the topic and then bailing on coming in. <laughs> so, Darren, that was for you, pal. Uh, he casually forgot it was his wife's birthday. Yeah, he uses the birthday. <laughs> I think he was just scared of showing up. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. No, we, we, we wish Sheila a happy birthday, and it, that's where Darren needs to be. And so, uh, we are going to be continuing to take on the topic that he, he brought up this week as we're talking about it. So, Robbie, what, what is that topic we want to talk about this week? Fear. Fear. Okay. There we go. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> on to the after hours. <laughs> no, the, uh, <laughs> no, fear. It, it's something that we all deal with. You can say you don't deal with it, but you're lying. <laughs> I mean, let's just be upfront. You may have conquered it, but you still have to deal with it. Right, cause you know somebody who conquered it? Conquered pieces of it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, you conquered some of it in your story, which we'll learn a little bit about later. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've conquered it. Okay, thank you, Sam. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to call Tammy and ask her if you've conquered it. But, oh, you know. that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that might make you fearful. I'm not really sure. But yeah, we... No, but no, there, there's there's pieces of this that we overcome but the problem is it's hard to completely overcome it because the enemy knows that it works so well that's the problem it works well for men because men aren't supposed to be afraid right we're supposed to be able to stand up to anything and face anything and deal with anything and and that's just a lie too you know, god equips us to do that but we need to lean on him in the midst of it right but the enemy wants us to feel we can do it all on our own he who has ears to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys are all being like weirdly quiet. Now, well, you know, it has to do with the corn. I'm just saying. Yeah, it does have to do with corn. Well, we're, well, we're going to get to a clip. And this is from a clip. You know, we're going to tell you the title of the movie. Don't let, don't turn off your radio when we tell you the title of the movie. It's Charlotte's Web. You know, it's not like Barbie and the Rockfish. I'm saying. It's not. But it is. Charlotte's Web, it, but this is one I haven't seen, actually. It may, and this clip makes me want to see it, because it feels like there's some real comedy in it. But in this clip, and all we know about it, because none of us, have any of you guys seen it? Or no. we admit to it? No. Okay, no, none of us have seen it. I'm afraid to. <laughs> I'm afraid to. We've not seen it, but it's a live action version, apparently. And so what we get in this clip is you have two birds, two, uh, sca- uh, two crows setting up looking in a cornfield, and there's a scarecrow down there. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. And we're going to hear the, the topic of what they talk about. And they decide to get brave. And let's see what happens to their fear. Oh, shucks. How can he be in every cornfield? 
It can't be the same guy. It can't be. He's wearing the same hat. I'm telling you, he is following us. I hate that guy. <laughs> I have got to get some guard, Owen. All right, all right, all right. This is crazy. There's two of us, right? Yeah. Oh. Trust me, there's two of us. And there's only one of him. I, I don't know, man. He scares me. He really does. Just think about that corn. Yeah. Corn. The corn. Corn. All right, let's, let's do it! Let's do it! Ah! Go! Man, Woo. he is good. I bet he's laughing at us. Don't look at him. Don't even give him the satisfaction. That's how fear is. It doesn't have to make sense. That's the thing. I mean, a scarecrow works because it it makes the birds afraid, right? And we can look at that and we can laugh, but are we really that different? <laughs> I mean, honestly. All right, I'll share a story. I'll be the first one to, to share a story, and hopefully you guys will jump in. Based on how you're being right now, I'm not so sure. But hopefully you guys will jump in. Rodney. Rodney. We'll throw it to yeah, Rodney. Pass the mic. Pass the mic. Yeah. No, I had uh, this last week we had some storms come up in, in, uh, in North Carolina, and it was just one of those afternoon storms comes in real violently, and then it's gone. And I'm thinking, eh, okay, not a big deal. And I start getting some texts from people in my neighborhood saying, oh, you've got a couple trees split in half. I'm thinking in my yard, there are no small trees in my yard, you know? And so, it, but fortunately, I wasn't too worried about it at the time because I just kept saying it didn't hit your house. And I'm thinking, oh, well, that's good. You know, that's, that's a blessing. And I get there and there are these two 30 plus foot maples in my yard that literally have split in half, you know? And uh, I was grateful that they hadn't hit the house. But what hit me right away was fear because I was not in a financial place that I was expecting something that big to come up. I didn't have reserves set aside, had spent some money on some things I probably shouldn't have spent it on, thinking, eh, nothing's going to come up. You know, I'm good, right? And so this fear kicks in of, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Because obviously I can't leave these trees just laying around in the yard. You know, after all, what's a neighbor's going to think? Now, it wasn't about that. I just knew it wasn't going to be a safe thing. And so I struggled with that quite a bit, just being fear, fearful of, okay, how am I going to get the finances? Right, and so I'll maybe go back to that story a little bit later, and God kind of entered in, kind of helped me in some things, but really, you know, I had to face what was making me afraid. What was I really afraid of? I wasn't afraid that the neighbors were going to look at me because I had trees in my yard. I could care less, you know, that were down. It was more of the fear of being exposed, I guess, of not having my finances in a place where I could weather that right now. In this season today, that may not have been the truth three months ago or six months ago, and it may not be the truth three months or six months from today, but it really felt like the truth today, right? And there was a lot of fear around that. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to have to call my brother to ask for money? I know he'd give it to me. He's a great guy. I don't want to call my brother at 57 and ask for money, right? You know, and fortunately it all, all got worked out. But that whole fear part was the worst part of the equation, right? That, that uncertainty, that unknown. Well, the thing that, you know, happened to being involved in, as your friend yeah. that was impressive i think to everybody sitting here was we immediately got a text guys pray for me i got a situation you know and i've got two split trees in the middle of the yard and and it's kind of cool to think that wow you, you have those resources of people immediately responding but in order to do that you got to be vulnerable and say the ox is in the ditch somehow and, and, and so i'm sure there's no doubt in my mind actually 
it was kind of helpful and of course i i know darren immediately responded i have a chainsaw i'll be right over there what you know what can we do yeah rodney uh said he had a chainsaw and i know everybody would respond and that was the the plus of being in the in the community and i think that there was some level of link, looking at those trees and you know feeling like wow i can't pose my way through this <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I think I need a series whatever chainsaw. I got no clue, right? I would not be the guy. I'd, I'd be the guy with the little ee- chainsaw over there trying to cut something. Anyway, thirty footers, thirty footers. Yeah, they were pretty big trees, and so some real guys came over and cut them down, and they were done in about three hours. Were they wearing Carhartt? I wasn't there. I, I just could. I, you know. So was there? A, would there have there been a time in the past where you wouldn't have made that call and let somebody know? The, yeah, honestly, um, probably not that long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, probably within the last few years, I wouldn't have felt as com- as comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I may have told a person. Mm-hmm. I would not have sent a big group text like I did, you know, to everybody going, hey, I don't know what to do here. I'm way out of my comfort zone, you know. and That's good. And uh, so th- that fear thing is something that can trip us up quite a bit. Um, guys, as we talk about this topic of fear, what kind of comes to your mind on the onset? You know, what's something that you feel like God's saying, hey, let's talk about this part of the topic? Well, I just remember from the Scarecrow one, everybody's, it's aboard, aboard, aboard. And what were we just talking about earlier is the fear for like almost every guy when you're young is asking the girl out. Yeah. And how often have we, we were talking about whether it's picking up the phone and slamming it back down or walking down the hallway and I'm going to walk up to her, abort, abort, turn, run, she's, she scares me, she scares me. You know? We, but she's we, pretty. Yeah, but I want to go back, but I, I'm really scared. I don't, I don't, she's, she's not going to like me. Oh, she, I knows, gotta, she knows, she knows, she knows. Yeah, I'm ask her. yeah I just got a pimple today. You know, whatever yeah. it is, is, there's always something that's just scary about approaching the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And even when you're married, approaching her for a lot of things, you know, oh, I got to talk about the finances. I've got to mm-hmm. talk about the trip I got to take for work and there's so many negative different things that come up, but it's like how many times is someone of the opposite sex, even if it's not your wife, it's just someone in the office. Cause it's like this weird feeling or something that's there, the vibe there's things that are just there with opposite sex that you just aren't normal with that makes you feel weird. And you're scared of mm-hmm. what could happen. You know, as far as do I say the right thing? Do I not say the right thing? Am I, you know, how am I going to come across? Well, I just ask you a question. You know, I, I can say this because I'm not married with the group here. But when she says these four words, we need to talk. You know, what happens physically to your body? Oh, right? the hair Emotionally, yeah. on the back of your neck. Just, yeah, there's lots of things mm. that pucker at that point. I, it's too late. I knew like, I shouldn't oh have come. Gosh. You know, my, my fingers want to wrinkle up. And, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I remember I, I was there yeah. and that's part of you're fearful of what's coming next. Yeah. I knew right? I should have stayed out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff happens, right? And, but no, there, there's this whole topic of fear and, and the enemy is behind that. We're going to try to talk a little bit later about the scriptures that say fear of the Lord, right? That's not, not, not the fear we're talking about here. We're talking about the unhealthy fear, the one that often begins with anxiousness, and Robbie, won't you tell us a little bit about what you found out when we were talking before the show about the, the word anxious? Yeah, that's really cool. In Hebrew, when you look at the word, you know, that's translated anxious in the Old Testament, it has to do with projecting the end of the story based on faith in a lie. So we begin to think, okay, 
the trees are down in the yard, we're going to need this money. Or we begin to think that girl is going to look at me like I'm some kind of bozo. <laughs> I must have experienced that before. <laughs> that sounded very authentic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're being authentic, Robbie. You're being authentic. <laughs> Anybody that would wear yellow pants deserves to be called Bozo. I had no choice, Harold. I had no choice. We'll talk about banana pants later. Yeah. <laughs> but but no doubt, you know, that that's what anxious, you know, if we begin to project yeah. what that is versus, you know, I love, you know, what it says in First John, perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. So I'm not going to project the punishment because, you know, love is perfected. I mean, you know, we're perfected through love, which gives us this idea that God's not going to be punishing us. So, you know, we got a lot, but well, you know what? There's a boot camp coming up. There's November 12th. Is it the 12th? The 12th. I've got a calendar right here. Yeah. Through 12th. the 15th. November 12th through the 15th. That's the great news is we have a boot camp coming up. The bad news is we're not quite sure where yet. We're <laughs> narrowing it down one of two places. We go to masculinejourney.org to get more information now. Our friends at MyPillow have changed over production to make masks for hospitals, but they still have plenty of products. So right now, Truth listeners can buy one, get one free on most products. Pillows, Giza, bed sheets, towels, even neck pillows. If you get two of those, you'll be neck and neck. <laughs> Go to the radio listeners page and use the promo code CARGUY. Call 800-943-7096. Order Mike Lindell's book and get free shipping plus a $25 gift card for your next purchase. Use the promo code CARGUY at MyPillow.com. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You can go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours Podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. So I can't remember who sings that song. <laughs> Zach, Williams. Zach Williams. Thank you. Actually, if I've I've only listened to the first little bit of it. Darren brought that song to us, but the chorus obviously is what we just played. But it is pretty powerful. The first, be- at least the beginning of it is. Fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Yeah. So no doubt. Well, I wanted to I wanted to get back to something, and, and then Harold, I want to follow up with you here in a second. But the, I the enemy has a plan. He has a strategy. Right, and so I'm just going to talk about a strategy that I tend to fall into. Right, it begins with this anxiousness. Right, I project an outcome. 
and I'm glad you, you read that today to us in, in Hebrew because that really helps me understand it better, is the problem is I'm projecting the outcome and not trusting in what God can do in the midst of it. I just see the situation, okay, going to cost me money, got to figure out what I'm going to do. Now what am I going to do, right? And so I project this outcome, and that anxiousness is a stepping stone to fear. Because now that I projected the outcome, now I have something to be afraid of. Punishment. Right. Whatever that may look like, right? You, you fill in what punishment means in that situation. Embarrassment could be a punishment. There's lots of different things. And so now you have this. And then for me, my na- next reaction is I try to wrestle control. I don't want that outcome. So now I want to try to control the situation. And it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for God. Right. And the enemy knows that works for me. So he tries to do that. And so I keep thinking of this scripture is Philippians 4 6. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Right? Don't be anxious because it's a foothold. You know, as Paul talks about in Ephesians, don't give the enemy a foothold. I think anxiousness for us is a foothold. I know it is for me. And when I give that foothold, the next foothold is fear. And then the next foothold can be anger, it can be hiding, it can be lots of different steps depending on what works for you, right? What's been your go-to in the midst of it? For me, it's usually anger. What about you guys? Where do you go when you feel this fear? Under the bed. (laughs) (laughs) I like you, Sam. I get angry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hiding is you know been a go-to for me for years i mean i you know the story that i used to be terribly afraid of the dark what right after i came to christ and 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 you know i'd hear a noise or something and i'm like tammy you need to get out there and check that out (laughs) six foot five 240 pound nothing you know laying in the you know tammy yes (laughs) now tammy's five feet tall yeah yeah but wiry (laughs) and it was like this for years it was just totally an embarrassment i mean it just was but i was terrified i mean there's they're scared and then there's laying in the bed shaking you know until one night she had to be out of town and we lived in this really creepy house it was over by wake forest these big trees and thunderstorm and and i'm all by myself but i just come to christ and somebody said well you know you got fear you're supposed to give that to god and so we're, i'm laying in bed trying to have a conversation with jesus like okay how exactly do i give this to you because i do not want this any i mean this i feel like such a wimp but i cannot even move i'm so scared and, and fortunately i had a conversational intimacy with jesus even then and he says to me robbie What's the worst thing that could happen? Interestingly, projecting his outcome versus what Satan. And so I, I told him, here's the projection. A man with a knife, have you seen Psycho, Jesus? I mean, like, <laughs> ah, you know, this is the deal, right? And he says to me, changing the outcome, Robbie, what would be so bad about that? And I was like, whoa, I hadn't thought of that. You're threatening me with Jesus. <laughs> Like, you really are in control, aren't you? <laughs> it was like releasing all this stuff. And actually, I was able to to sleep that night, but actually over the years really did give me a lot of victory over fear of 
of that nature, but really cool that, you know, six months later, I was diagnosed with killer cell lymphoma, which really they were saying you were going to die. The doctors were anyway. My sister told me. <laughs> and um, But at the time, I thought, you know, it, yeah, I don't want this to happen for my family, but you're, you're threatening me with Jesus. And I had a peace through understanding my own mortality a, as a result of allowing through faith to take Jesus's outcome versus the one that I was projecting. It's funny to me that I'm sitting across the table from 6'5", 250, <laughs> wanting to run hide. I'm 5'6", maybe 175 or 80, and my reaction is, I want to fight. So it's just really funny to me the difference in, in how we approach things like that. But I guess that's little guy syndrome, you know, the Napoleonic thing. And, uh, I would just say that. I was afraid of you. <laughs> well, if you remember, Harold, just to show you how far God gave me, you know, I did that Christian Car Guy episode where the guy actually was up on the roof of my house. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. You remember? Yeah. Right. And I actually went out there with a shotgun. <laughs> my wife yeah. is calling the police like, you need to come now. My husband has a shotgun aimed at a guy on a roof and he's going <laughs> to shoot him. And, you know. For one brief shining moment, there was Camelot. I fought. I was like a real man. Well, look, you know, look how far look how far God's brought you. I know. Yeah, I know. Cool. Uh, Scooter Wagner. <laughs> Skipper. 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 Was I knew. I knew it was wrong. Skipper before Scooter after. <laughs> if you don't know that, you have to go back and listen. It's a past podcast. One one of the things that I've been thinking about, guys, we're talking about fear and, uh, you know, approaching the girl for the date or whatever. I I think the fear is already there. The the fear is, in the case of the girl, is it being brought to light that you're really not up to enough, being rejected. That's that's our big fear of being what we... What we think inside, I, I'm not good enough. I'm not big enough. I'm, you know, being the short guy, wasn't tall enough, etc. If you actually try to get the date and you get rejected, that just proves your fear was right to start with. So I think the fear is there before the action takes place. Yeah, you definitely have the enemy. It's been whispering to you based on your wounds, that based on. Other things that have have happened, he's been trying to tell you for years, you don't have what it takes to come through, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In this situation, that situation. You know, I think uh, we have about four minutes left in this particular um, part of the show, and then we'll go into the after hours. We'll continue on the topic. But I do want to talk about, I think, you know, one of the things that we need to learn to do is turn, as you said, as Jesus said to you, what are you really afraid of? Mm-hmm. Right, because that's going to be the key to finding out what's the lie the enemy's been telling you. What wound has he been pressing against? Where is he trying to take you? What are you really afraid of? And you can take what he's trying to do and lead that into healing, right? Because then you can invite God into it and say, God, why am I afraid of that? Where Where is that coming from, right? And let him do that. But I want to get to this clip from Apollo 13 because sometimes we're afraid of something and we don't see God's hand in the midst of it. And so I'll listen to this clip and then come back and talk about it, and we'll pick up more in the After Hours podcast. And this is Apollo 13, and they're asking Jim Lovell, the, um, the, the head of the Apollo mission, if he's ever been afraid before. 
Apollo 13 Commander Jim Lovell has more time in space, almost 24 days already, than any other man. And I asked him recently if he ever was scared. Oh, well, I've had an engine flame out a few times in an aircraft and was kind of curious as to whether it was going to light up again, things of that nature. But uh, uh, they, they seem to work out. Is there a specific instance in an airplane emergency when you can recall fear? Uh, well, I tell you, I remember this one time I'm, uh, I'm in a banshee at night in combat conditions, so there's no running lights on the carrier. Uh, it was the Shangri-La, and we were in the Sea of Japan, and my, my radar had jammed, and my homing signal was gone because somebody in Japan was actually using the same frequency, and so it was, it was leading me away from where I was supposed to be. And I'm looking down at a big black ocean, so uh, I flip on my map light, and then suddenly, zap, everything shorts out right there in my cockpit. All my instruments are gone, my lights are gone, and I can't even tell now what my altitude is. Uh, I know I'm running out of fuel, so I'm thinking about, uh, about ditching in the ocean, and I, I look down there, and then in, in the darkness, there's this, uh, there's this green trail. It's like a long carpet that's just laid out right beneath me, and it was the algae, right? It was that phosphorescent stuff that gets churned up in the wake of a big ship, and it was, it was, it was just leading me home. Now, if my cockpit lights hadn't shorted out, there's no way I'd have ever been able to see that. So, uh, you, uh, you never know what, what events are going to transpire to get you home. Yeah, it's part of where <clears throat> I want us to think about is we know God's working, but we're in the midst of fear, we forget that. Or, or the enemy doesn't want us to believe it's mm-hmm. true. That may be true in this situation, but it doesn't feel true in the one I'm currently in. Right, and so what was really kind of cool for me, and it may not sound like a big deal to you guys, the whole deal with the trees the other day, but some of the truths that he reminded me of was I did have a community that loved me. That I know if I would have said, hey guys, I really do need you here at the chainsaws. They'd just say when and what time, mm-hmm. right? Same question, I guess, when and what time. But, you know, they'd say they'd say it multiple ways. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm not the most articulate sometimes. Blah, blah, but yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But when, what time I'll be there. I, I do have a brother that loves me dearly. That If I needed to borrow money, he would let me do that. There are people there. But, you know, really where the fruit becomes is me continuing to dig into God. Guy, what, God, was why was I so fearful there? What was the thing I was going to be embarrassed about or the wound that was pressing on or the the issue that made it feel so intense. Because it's when you dig there, that's when the fruit comes, and that's when God can guide you home. You know, Mm -hmm. that's when the cockpit cockpit lights go out, Mm -hmm. and now I can see what's really going on around me. You know, and that's what I hope that we'll learn to do as we kind of step into this fear is say, okay, I got to figure out a way to get through it. But God, I know you're bigger than all that. And so how can I enter into this with you? Yeah, and you have hit on something for me when you're talking or Sam about we're not we're not queued up for Kung Fu Panda, but live in the present. You know, not the past, not the future. We can't control those things. They're either happen or they're in the future, but just live in what we are right now. <clears throat> if we can rest in that, rest in God and can let him lead and trust in him, <clears throat> we can control things much better in our fear. Yeah, clear your throat. <laughs> I know. No, thank you for listening. We're going to go on to the uh, the masculine journey after hours. We're going to talk about this, get into a couple of good clips. One from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, I think it was. Oh, Outlaw Jersey Wales. Other Clint Eastwood movie. But, you know, so you want to definitely go listen to that. We have another podcast to be coming up we're pretty excited about called The Joy Ride. So be looking for it. And go to masculinejourney.org now. 
This is the Truth Network.